With Hashem's assistance, we're learning Daf Chaf Aleph, Amad Aleph, page 21a in Sota. We start about seven lines in, We said in the Mishnah that there are times when a merit will help her last and not blow up for almost three years. Or three years. Zuchus demai. What is this merit that we're talking about that helps her hold off from being blown up? If it's a merit that she has learned the Torah, she's not commanded to learn the Torah. So how would it be that that zuchus would stand for her? El zuchus de mitzvah. But rather, the merit is that she's done a commandment. So zuchus de mitzvah mi magna hai. Is it true that the merit of a mitzvah of doing a commandment? Has the ability to protect her so much? Vahatanya, we learn in the Brisa, as Zu Bariosi. This verse was darshaned, learned out by Rabbi Menachem Bariosi. Ki ner mitzvah or. The verse says that a candle is a mitzvah, a commandment, and the Torah is light. Tala kasev es ha mitzvah bener. The verse compares a mitzvah, a commandment, to a candle. That's a Torah or, and it compares the Torah to light. Es ha mitzvah bener. Why is it comparing a mitzvah, a commandment? To a candle, Lomelacha. This teaches you, Maner ina megina. Actually, on the side, it changes it to meira. Just like a flame, a candle does not give light. Elafisha only for a short amount of time. Af mitzvah ina megina elafisha. So, to a mitzvah only has the power in this world to protect a person for a certain for a short amount of time. Meshatayra beor. Why does it? Why does the verse compare the Torah to light? Lomelacha maor. This teaches us that just like. Light, meir, la'ilam, it's always shining, it's always giving off light. So, aftaira megina la'ilam, so too the Torah has the power to protect a person forever. Va'aymer, and the verse says, When you walk, it's going to lead you. What does this teach us? What is this reference to? This is referring to this world. The verse continues. And when you're sleeping, it's going to protect you. Zumisa, that's in death. A person is still protected by the Torah. And when you awake, it will be that which you will discuss. This is referring to after Trias Mesam, after the revival of the dead. So a person will still be protected by the Torah that he learned now. Mashallah Adam, it's comparable to a person. He was going in the depths of the night, and it was very dark. He was afraid of the thorns and the holes in the ground and these larger thorns. He was afraid of wild animals and from robbers. He doesn't know which way to go. Suddenly he finds its torch. So he's saved from any kind of thorns and holes in the ground and large thorns. But he's still afraid of the wild animals. He's also afraid of the robbers. But he still doesn't know which way to go. Once the morning rises, so the wild animals are not going to get him anymore. And from the robbers, because the robbers only come out at night. But he still doesn't know which way to go. Once he gets to the to the fork in the road, so to speak, so he's saved from everything. So here we see that the Torah has this tremendous power. Masha'en came by mitzvah. So basically, we don't have this. We don't have the understanding of why is it that this woman is getting saved? What's the power? That's what's the merit that's saving her for all this time? So that's one place where we see that the Torah is much greater than doing a single commandment. Davar acher, another thing, avera machaba mitzvah, vein avera machaba Torah. We find that a transgression has the ability to put out, so to speak, the light 
of a commandment. But an Avera, transgression, does not have the ability to put out the light of the Torah. Shinemar, as the verse says, Maim Rab in many waters, lo yuchlu can't put out my love. And this love is reference to the Torah. Amr Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, Mitzvah, when you're doing a commandment, when you're involved in it, magna umatzla. So it protects you, first thing is magna, which means it protects you from any kind of bad thing happening to you. Umatzla means it's it's saving you from the Yitzhahara, the evil inclination. So when you're not actually directly involved in it, igune magna, so it protects you from anything bad happening, but it does not save you from your evil inclination. Torah, however, when it comes to Torah, whether it's the time that you're actually involved or not actually involved directly, magna umatzla, it protects you from any kind of bad thing happening to you and it saves you from your yetzahara, from your evil inclination. Maskifla Rava it should be. Rava asks a question. Elameata, if that's so, that by learning Torah it protects you from your evil inclination. Doeg Vachitofel, Mila Aski Bataira, we had these two people, Doeg and Achitofel, that were tremendous Talmidic Chachamim, they were they knew a tremendous amount of Torah. Nevertheless, they fell to the lowest depths of depravity. They were very bad. They they gave in to their Yitzhahorah. So why is it that the Torah did not protect them from their evil inclination? El Amarava, so Rava says Really, the way it works is like this. Torah, when you're involved in it, that's when it protects you from anything bad and it saves you from your evil inclination. So when you're not involved in it, it does protect you from anything bad, but it doesn't save you from your evil inclination. However, mitzvah, but it's much greater than a mitzvah. What happens by a mitzvah? Whether you're talking about the time when you're involved in it or not, it just protects you. It never has the ability to protect you from your yetzahara, from your evil inclination. Only Torah has that special potency and the ability to protect you from your evil inclination. So again, here we see that the the greater of the two, if you have a choice between a mitzvah and Torah, Torah is a greater merit. So the question is, again, what is it that this woman did that she had some kind of merit to save her from getting blown up, even if it's only for a year or two or three? Ravina Omar, Ravina says, Really, the merit that she has is the schus, the merit of Torah. With the Ka'amres, and this that we said, we asked the question, how could she possibly have a merit from Torah if she doesn't have any chiyu, if she's not... She's not obligated to actually learn. So the Gemara answers, Nehi de Pikude la Mifkada, granted that she's not personally commanded to learn Torah, but Igra de Makrin Umasnim Benayhu, she still can get reward from this that she brings her children to learn Torah, Vinachalahu, Ligavrayhu, and she waits for her husband to come back from the base measures, Ada Asumi Bi Midrasha, until he comes back from the from the place of study. Doesn't she split up the honor, the merit of that Torah? And therefore she does indeed have a merit that will save her from those Mayim HaMorim, at least for a certain amount of time. Now the Gemara wants to go back to the mushal that we said to someone who was lost in the forest. He couldn't see anything. So there were three steps, three stages. First he finds Avukah Shalor, some kind of torch. And then the light begins to shine on the day. That was the second level. And the third level is he finally he finds his way at the Parshas Hadrachim. So the Gemara wants to know, what is this Parshas Hadrachim, this split in the path? My Parshas Hadrachim, Amr Chizda, Rav Chizda says, Zet Chacham. This is reference to a Tamar Chacham, Misa, and the day of death. That on the day of death, finally he looks back, if after his whole life he was a Tamar Chacham, he was someone who learned Torah, he looks back upon his life, he can see that everything was okay that he did.
Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak Amar, Zet HaMachachem Viyos Chet. This is a person who is a learned person, and he also has fear of sin, so when you have that combination, so you're set to go for all time. Marzutra Amar, Marzutra says, Zet HaMachachem, Tesagal Eshmaisa Aliba Dehilchasa. This is reference to a person who is learned, and he's able to understand the Gemara, and understand the Sugyas, all the way till the end, and understand how he's supposed to lead his life based on what the Torah says. Now the Gemara says, Davar Acher, another place where we see that the Torah is greater than a mitzvah. Avera Machabe mitzvah, a transgression can put out, so to speak, the light of a commandment. Vein Avera Machabe Torah, but a transgression cannot put out the light of the Torah. Amar Yosef, Yosef says, Darshe Rabbi Menachem Bar Yosef, Lahai Kra Kisinai. Rabbi Menachem Bar Yosef, he learned out of this verse like as if it was something that was said on Sinai. If only Doeg and Achitoifel had learned this as well, Hachi, if they had learned like this, David, they wouldn't have ran after David to kill him. As the verse says, the verse in Tehillim says, they say, this is a reference to Doeg and Achitoifel, that God has left him. My Dorish, why did they darshan? Or what could you darshan? The verse says, It should not be seen upon you any kind of negative behavior, specifically similar to the behavior that David did, that they assumed that based on his relationship with Bathsheba, that that's why he was no longer fit to be king. They didn't know that it's true that Hashem leaves a person completely if all he has is commandments and then he does a transgression. But Hashem does not leave that person if he does have Torah. The Torah can still hold him out, so to speak. So the Gemara continues, My boys, What does the verse mean when it says that he will be embarrassed, so to speak, when a person loves the Torah, Amar Ula, Ula says, This is not referring to Shimon and his brother Azariah. Azariah supported Shimon so he could learn Torah. And it's not referring to Rabbi Yechanan, who was supported by the Nasi. This is reference to Hillel and Shavna, because the first two sets of, of partnerships in Torah, so the person who was supporting the person who was learning Torah was very happy and anxious and helped him all of his life, it seems. However, Hillel and Shavna, so Hillel, his brother was named Shavna. The Chiyasar of Dimi Amar, Ravdimi, when he came, he said, Hillel and Shavna Achi Havu, they were brothers. Hillel so Hillel would learn Torah. Shavna Avad Iska. So Shavna, so he was doing some kind of business deals. Lesaif Amarle. So in the end, it sounds like after Hillel became a tremendous Hamad Chacham, after Hillel had spent much time being tremendously poor. So in the end, Amarle, Ton So Shavna says to Hillel, let's, you know, why don't I give you some money and then uh, you'll be able to learn okay and then we'll split up the reward. So Yotzis Abaskal Amra, so a Baskal, a heavenly voice came out and said, If a person will give all the money of his house, etc., so the end of the Pasuk is, He will still be embarrassed, because since Shana took so long to wake up, so to speak, to give his brother Hillel help, so it wasn't worth that much in Shemaim. So even though there are some that support Torah, and indeed it's considered as if it's exactly whatever the person who's learning, so that's what the person who's supporting him gets. Nevertheless, it's only if you've been doing it all the time. You didn't just wake up when he became a tremendous Tamar Chacham. Now we turn to Chafalof Hamabez, top of the page, Amr Ben Azai, Chayv Adam Lilamed Es Vechulei. Ben Azai says that a person is mechuyev indeed to teach his daughter Torah in order that she be aware of the fact that if she drinks, she might not get blown up right away even though she was mezana, even though she was unfaithful. 
So he, she won't be aware of that unless she's learned Torah. Reb Lezer says, Whoever teaches his daughter Torah, Melamda Tiflis has taught her foolishness. Now the Gemara says, Tiflis, He taught her foolishness. It's the Torah we're talking about. Don't read it that he has taught her Tiflis, but rather it says, If he's taught her foolishness. Amr Bivo, says, My time to Rabbi Lezer. What's the reasoning of Rabbi Lezer why he says you should not teach your daughter or women in general Torah? As the verse says, Ani Chachma Shachanti Arma. I am wise, I have slept in Arma. Arma literally means craftiness. So he's saying, Once a person has a little bit of wisdom, Once he thinks he knows something, so he gets a little crafty, he thinks he's so smart. So if a woman has a little bit of Torah, she has a she won't have a full grasp on it per se, and therefore she's going to misuse it. Rabbanon, the Rabbanon who say that you should teach it, what do they do with it? They need it like Rabbi Yesi Barbechanina says, the Amar Rabbi Yesi Barbechanina, that he says, that the Torah only lasts in somebody who's ready to make himself so poor that he doesn't have any clothes to wear, literally. I am wisdom, I have dwelled in, literally it means craftiness, but it could be also translated as nakedness. The Torah only lasts in somebody who makes himself as if he's nothing. As the verse says, And the wisdom from nothingness shall be found. Which, interestingly, earlier in the Gemara in Saita, we use this passage to be referenced to Moshe Rabbeinu, that he was such an honor, he was such a tremendously humble person, that's why he was Zochi, he married that the Chachma, the wisdom should come through him. The Gemara continues. What is he saying? This is what he's saying. A woman would prefer to have less money and have her husband available to give her what she wants, meaning relations, rather than a husband who's very wealthy and doesn't spend too much time with her. Two dots. He used to say, etc. What is a chasid shaita? Literally, it means a righteous person who's a fool. Kigain, for example, the katava isis abenara, a woman is drowning in the sea. And he says, I can't look at her, I can't save her. And he lets her drown, and he lets her die, because he says, I can't look at a woman. So that's a foolish chasid, a foolish righteous person. He's not very righteous, he's much more foolish than righteous. What is the case in the Mishnah that we said that an evil person who is very crafty? This is somebody who comes early to judgment. He speaks to the judge and he tells him his whole spiel about why he's right before the other guy even gets there. So that's called a Rasha Aram. He's a tricky guy. He's trying to make sure that he wins the case. Rabbi Yavo says, this is somebody who gives a dinar, which is a small amount of money, to a poor guy. So now he has 200 zuz. What's the ramifications of that? The Tanan, as we learned in the Mishnah, Someone who has already 200 zuz, so he's not allowed to take leket shechopeya. These are the different things that poor people were allowed to take from the fields, umaiser ani, and the tithe for ani and for poor people. 
Hayalay Masayim, Chaser Dino, let's say you had 199, Afilu Elef and like Achas. So you could still give the guy as long as he's 199. You could give him a thousand, let's say a thousand shekels at once. It's okay, even though he's going to end up having more with the first shekel, nevertheless, it's okay. You can give him a thousand. Hariza Yutal, he's allowed to take it. So what is this guy doing? He's a Russia Arum, he's a a trickster of a evil guy. So he gives him just one, one shekel. This guy's a poor guy. And he's about to go over the threshold. So instead of giving him a thousand shekels, or even fifty or a hundred shekels, he gives him one. He just gets him at the threshold. So now he's not going to be able to take any, any more tzedakah from anyone. And he's going to be really stuck. Rabbi Asi Omar, Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Asi says the name of Rabbi Yechanan, who is this person, this Russia arm, this crafty evil guy? This is somebody who gives a guy an idea to sell his nechasim mu'atim, his small amount of nechasim. We're going to see what that means. The Amar Rabbi Asi, Amar Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Asi said in the name of Rabbi Yechanan, the halacha is, if let's say there's a lot of nechasim, someone passes away and he has a whole bunch of children, and there's a lot of possessions in his estate, so the way it works is, if there's a lot of possessions, so what the children do is they split up the possessions, and the daughters, so they have to give the daughters food and make sure that they're taken care of. However, if there are only a few possessions, so what they do is the, the girls get the possessions in order that they should be able to survive, and then the sons, so they have to go around begging on the doors steps. However, Rabbi Asi says in the name of Rabbi Yechon, So if we're talking about a small amount of possessions, and they went and they sold it, even though they weren't supposed to, what they did is done. So they're not supposed to do that, but if they did it, so it's the story's over, and the girls don't get to get the nechassim, they don't get to get those possessions, and so if someone goes and gives these people advice, you know, you know, I have a loophole. You guys don't have to worry. You don't have to be going around to all of the doorsteps collecting money and giving that stuff to your sisters. You just sell it. So that person is called a Russia Arum. If we're giving, he's giving them good advice for them, but it's against what L'Chathchila is supposed to be done. It's not really supposed to be done that way. Abaye Amar. Abaye says, This is someone who gives advice to sell his possessions. Like the statement of Rabban Shimon Gamliel, the Tanya, that we learned in a brisa, nichosai lecho, v'acharecha leploini. Someone says, let's call him Ruvain, says to Shimon, I want this certain possession of mine to go to you, and afterwards I want it to go to Levi. V'yard harishon umachar v'ochal. So now, what did the first guy do, meaning Shimon, what did he do with it? He uses it, and he destroys it, and he sells it off to someone else. So hasheni moitzi miyara lekuchos, so Rebbe says that the second guy, Levi, who was supposed to get it afterwards, so he can go to the guys who bought it and say, listen, this is my thing, he, would, he didn't have the right to sell it. Rebbe Shimon Gamliel says, that Levi, the second guy, only has that which the first guy, Shimon, left over. Meaning, once the guy sells it, it's sold. So a Russia Aram, someone who's a crafty, evil guy, so he's the one who gives the advice to the, to the first guy, to Shimon, to sell it off, because why should he lose out? So that's bad advice because it's not it's not a correct thing to do. Rav Yosef Barchama Amar Rav Sheshes. Rav Yosef Barchama says in the says in the name of the Rav Sheshes. This is somebody who encourages others to go in his ways. He makes himself look like he's a righteous person, and he wants people to think that he's righteous, and he encourages others to do what he's doing, but really he's just covering up the fact that he's not such a good guy in reality. Rav Yisreka Amar Rav Huna. Bizerka says in the name of Rav Huna, This is referring, this Russia arm, this crafty, evil guy, is somebody who's mekel on himself, he's very lenient upon himself, he's very, he's very stringent upon others. Ula Amar, Ula says, 
we go up to the Chav Beis and Aleph. Zeshakara v'shana v'leshim v'shalmit hachacham. This is reference to somebody who learned psukim. You learn chumash, you learn mishnayos, but he never found out the Gemara. He never found out the svar, the understanding, because he tricks people into understand, thinking that he has a depth of understanding. Because let's say he knows all of mishnayos by heart, but that's not enough. A person has to have shimush talmid hachacham. He has to learn from his rabbeim. He has to learn how to learn. He has to learn the understandings behind everything. Otherwise, he's just a rush arum, a crafty evil guy.